Polish your girl Q Monarchist right here with the eighth episode of the Wu Chow Chronicles podcast. And today I have the pleasure of having with me DJ Mile High, dope ass Yo, DJ in good. Chicago. What's up, Mile? I'm good. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. I'm chilling. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, so we're just going we're gonna jump right into it. How did you end up DJing? How did I start? Yeah, I had to start. What drove you to DJing? Because you kind of always had a love for music, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I was, uh, when I was in high school, I was in the band and stuff like that. And uh, I was in the drum line, just doing my thing. Everything was real cool. And uh, I, I actually was trying to DJ when I was in high school, but it was kind of harder back then because you really had to be technical. You really had to have the equipment. It wasn't as easy as it, as it is right now but you needed to have like a lot more equipment. So back then it was just like, definitely just like a hobby or whatever like that. But um, uh, I just drove to DJ and honestly, because it was just like, I needed to make money coming out of college. Okay. I was doing it. I was doing it in high school. I was doing it in a little bit in college. Uh, but when I got out of college, I was like, man, you know, I'm really good at DJing and I need to have some quick money right now. So that's what made me start DJing. So what'd you, what school, what college did you go to? I went to Mississippi Valley State University, historically black college and university, HBCU. Make sure you send your kids there. Make <laughs> sure you support your HBCUs. I know that's right. I actually almost went there. Mm -hmm. um, but I ended up going to Columbia mm -hmm. for other reasons. But what was your major in college and how did it relate to what you're doing now? In college, I was a broadcasting major and I took a minor in psychology. And, you know, I work for WGCI right now, fortunately. So that kind of like helped me out with all of that, especially because I was DJing. Then I had a degree in broadcasting. So that kind of like helped out the, uh, the curve a little bit right there. That's what's up. So what do you enjoy? Okay, wait, let me go back. So COVID mm -hmm. kind of shut shit down, especially for COVID DJs. A whole lot of stuff. Yeah, it's, but especially for DJs in the sense that, I mean, this is prime time season right now. Summertime, rooftop parties and everything. How are you adjusting to now the world getting ready to slowly open back up? Like, how is that affecting what you're doing? Uh, I feel like it, it kind of put a hold on it a little bit just because of me being in the clubs and being in front of people. Mm -hmm. uh, the DJing hasn't stopped. Like I said, fortunately, I've been able to be on the radio. I've been on the radio for the past four years. So they really amped up this thing called the Social Distancing Mix Show. And for the past, like, 12, 13 weeks, probably, like, going into the summer, man, we've been, like, banging out mixes and uh people been listening to me on the radio i've been getting good feedback from that and then uh you know just virtually djing on instagram on my live on facebook and stuff like that that would get good reviews just trying to keep the culture moving and just trying to keep uh people listening to something and having something other than on their mind other than back then it was COVID 19 and then it got into racism and stuff like that so uh you know i was just like you know, doing my thing, you know, and it was, I was getting well received for being on the radio and doing my lives and my virtual stuff and everything like that. But I'm ready, really ready to get back in the club because I missed out on a lot. I missed out on like school parties and clubs okay. and, you know, just, just around that first quarter when everything was cracking, uh, you know, because I was really going hard uh, all-star weekend. I was going crazy at about 20 to 25 events. And then St. Patrick's Day was like the, the week that everything shut down. So it's kind of like I missed out on a lot from St. Patrick's Day up until what was that that just passed? Memorial Day? Memorial Day, yeah. Yeah. And now the fourth is coming up. So 
I know GCI, WGC, I definitely, I, I commend y'all because talking about rolling with the punches, they was like, oh, don't worry about it. We got a social distancing mix. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, I definitely appreciated that because like you said, COVID-19 is all through the news. It's this many deaths, this many cases, this many, that it was like depressing. But WGCI and like the Chicago base definitely made sure that we could pull ourselves out of that, even if just for a little bit. We was able mm-hmm. to do that, you know? So like, mm-hmm. what's your favorite thing about, you know, DJing and, and working with WGCI? Uh, well, I, I can answer that in two parts. Okay. The first way I can answer that is what I, how do I love, what do I love about DJing is uh, just being in front of people and motivating people and having, taking people out of whatever they moved that they're in when they, before they came into the club and then changing their mood during the club strictly through music you know what i'm saying and great vibes and just playing what people want to hear people come to the club for a lot of reasons and people come to party for a lot of reasons and they want to escape whatever they got going on i feel like as me being a sound selector as me being a musician as me being a dj like that's important so i'm like making sure that the vibe is always right when you step into a mile high party you know i do a lot of hip-hop stuff and i do a lot of you know like current stuff so it's kind of like always turned up and stuff. But, you know, when I'm doing barbecues or when I'm doing uh, open format events, I was just DJing at Flavors the other day over there on, okay. uh, off of Roosevelt. And, uh, you know, it was an open format, you know, R&B, you know, brunch, early type vibe. So when I'm doing day parties and stuff like that, just depends on the time. Super versatile. That's what I love about DJing. What do I love DJing about DJing on WGCI? It's just the fact that, first of all, that was my first radio station ever. So it's like, you know, I was DJing for like four or five years. They had a new program director. The program director reached out to new DJs. I was one of them. And we've been rolling ever since Memorial Day of 2016. I've been blessed to do that. Uh, it's just a big brand. It's the top three brand, you know, L.A., New York, L.A., Chicago. Uh, I'm able to flex people listening to me. It's always a, a great, a great thing, you know, me being on GCI. I'm working on being on, on the radio every day right now. I'm just going on weekends. But, uh. You know, I'm working to be to get on every day and just be one of their main hitters like always, like I am right now. And just uh, just love, you know, having that brand behind me, supporting me, you know. People be like, oh, man, mile high from GCI. I get that more than I get, like, being on the club and stuff like that. I listen to you on the radio. I just never knew who you was. Like, oh, yeah, it's me. Uh, I see, I see. So I got a, I got a question. I want to go back a little bit. So mm-hmm. we definitely brought up, we got, we got the current health pandemic and we got the racial pandemic. And so... Being from Chicago and then going to school in Mississippi, how did that work for you? Like, was that a culture shock? Yeah, no, it was. It was a. It was definitely crazy when I had moved down there. I graduated from college, I mean, from high school in uh, 06. and um, I went down there. It's like, man, being in a big city, then being in a small, small city is just like a real change. So uh, I was, you know, moving around, doing my thing. Uh, Southern, you know, being in Chicago to being in Mississippi, the the accents and the, the people move differently, man. So I would I would honestly say though, those five years of me being down there was like probably like the best five years of my life. Yeah. Uh, I really learned the people that I that I kick it with in college to this day are a lot of people that I still fuck with. They even heard me DJing when I was in dorm rooms and we had our own apartments and shit. And they like, man, you need to do this shit, bro. So, you know. Being and being going to an HBCU and having those people that I work with right now, tremendous, phenomenal, anything, I wouldn't take it back at all. Uh, it was definitely a culture change, though, like you said, just like 
you know, being down there and then, you know, you listen to different slang, different way that people talk. One word can mean something else. A lot of people ain't never been outside of a, a major city like that before. Then you got people also that are from Chicago and then you link up with people. You got people from other cities that's down there, other cities that's from, you know, around from the U.S. and stuff. So it was pretty cool. Okay. So, like, how was the how was the police culture down here? Like, obviously in Chicago, we always say we always stay. That CPD mm. is one of the biggest gangs we got. But, oh, yeah. you know, in other cities, especially those smaller cities, because is MS, MSVU is in what? Itabina or right outside of Jackson? Itabina, yeah. Itabina. Right. It's like, it's a, it's like an hour. Yeah, shout out to you for knowing that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like an hour north of Jackson. Yeah, about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, like, how is it police there? I mean, obviously, Itabina is so small. If you blink, you'll miss it. Yeah, but definitely. how is the policing there with it being a college town? Because at the end of the day, it's uh, a college town. Yeah, it was cool, you know. Um, I mean, the police is different. Police everywhere kind of different, so you got to move differently. Mm-hmm. You know, me being from Chicago, you know, they they might have less, more or less of a of a of a of a temperament with thing with things or anything like that. So it's kind of like you know, the police down up here, they got some type of patience with you, but down there, you know, with everything that'll be like be going on or whatever they're brought up you know, systematically or systematically or whatever, you know, there could be a problem. So I always was just, just kept the faith and always moved how I needed to. I always been a respectful person, no matter if you do or you don't have on a uniform. But uh I mean it was crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. I just I just I, I kinda looked at it being as like, man, you know, it was a melted pot of the cultural experience. It's definitely something that I never take back. But I just did my time and I got up out of there. You know what I'm saying? Cause I knew I was from Chicago. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm ready to get back home, you know, because this is definitely not where I'm trying to stick stick around <laughs> after my time is done here, you know? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's easy to get stuck in those college towns when you go to school there. It's easy. Most people yeah. try not to, but it's definitely easy. Yeah. So, you've been DJing or dabbling in DJing since high school, so we say bye. I was dipping I was dipping and dabbling in, in throughout high school and college, mm-hmm. and then I took it seriously after me being out of college. So who was the person, who was the DJ or the person that you looked up to was like, yeah, I got to go hard? Uh, I don't, I don't want to say I, I looked up to anybody, but mm-hmm. I just, I take different things from different people. Okay. Uh, energy and energy. club presence, things like that. Club presence, things like that. I, I, I look up to my brother Sean Mack for that because he's like, he's, he's busted. He in the club, you know this nigga in the club, you know the type of energy, the type of vibe you're going to get. When I'm on the radio and I listen to my mixes and stuff like that, I like to DJ like DJ Ferris. DJ Ferris is excellent when he's on the radio. It's like his plans and the way that he can manipulate music, turn this shit in and out. Like, that's cold to me. That's dope, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, music selection, rest in peace at 10 buck too. He would be a person a, who always a beast with it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And he will always be cold with how he selected his songs and then his uh his his effectiveness of how he would execute by, you know, doing the songs and uh and manipulating the songs that he went to. So them three people and all them are Chicago DJs. Yeah. So I guess to answer your question, I just I love our culture being from Chicago, you know, so I just take I'm in a DJ culture, so I just take different things from different people and then work on the best DJ mile high. That's the best thing you can do. I think that's the the best advice you can actually give anybody for anything. 
if it's DJing, if it's podcasting, if it's being a radio personality, it's, you yeah. take a little bit from everybody that you learn from, but you still make your choice. That's how you, that's how you succeed in everything that you got going on. Yeah. So DJ, you better take a shot, DJ. <laughs> so DJ, my, right, let me toast up with you. I got you. Yeah. Hey, look. Mm. Okay. So I got to ask this question, and I'm sure you've been asked this question multiple times, but you got to okay. be your top five artists, dead or alive. Like, just period? I'm, I'm just a lover of music. And, it, and every time I answer that question, it's always this answer. Like, yeah, I love music. I, I listen to everything. Like, I, going back to high school, I was in bands, so I was in classical music, jazz music, and all type of other stuff. And still mm -hmm. trying to be hip to the trends on hip hop and R&B and stuff. And then me getting into DJing, I was like, damn, I remember listening to that song when I was a shorty riding around, you know, just early 90s stuff and early 2000s stuff. And then mid to 20, 2010 stuff and just even right now. So I would just say, like, um, I don't really have any top artists. I just listen to a lot of music. But right now I still try to stay current and with the throwbacks and everything. So it's like, you know, it's current music, my throwbacks from the time that I got and just try to listen to everything and try to consume as much as I can. Always try to be on point with a lot of the music. I like all type of music though, man. Sometimes when I get in the car, honestly, I don't even listen to music. I listen to talk radio because I've listened to music so much. If I'm in the studio, or if I'm in the office, or if I'm at the crib, or hell, if I'm even in my car, or just mm -hmm. being in two or three, four, five spots in one day, or like throughout the weekend, you know, I just tune out sometimes. Yeah, you want to hear something different. Hear something different, yeah. I feel you. So if we was to go, if the world was open, and we was to go to a DJ Malhouse set right now, what would we hear? All type of the current stuff, man. You would hear current hip hop, you would hear current R&B, you would hear throwbacks, you would hear sing-along music, everything. We had to create mm -hmm. a vibe. And one thing as a DJ is that like, I might not even come in there with a set playlist. I just, I'm gonna go off the, the energy of the crowd. So if I'm in the crowd and it's like, I right, bet I know what time it is, people came to turn up. We're gonna turn up and my first couple songs are gonna tell me what the mood of the party is gonna be, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're gonna be lit. You're gonna listen to everything. I'm gonna That's give you a taste of everything, yo, for I, real. I've been to a couple DJ Mile High sets. I ain't gonna yeah. even front. I was in that mug sweating out my my bowl out, sweating out my press. That's what but, I need. You know, it just is I need energy. that energy because that's what's going to keep me going is that I feed off the energy of the people. I'm definitely not there to be wasting nobody time. I'm not there to be wasting nobody money. People pay their money to get into the clubs or, or paying for these barbecues. They want people to have a good time. And that's what my job is. Absolutely. So if I want to book you for anything, what, what do I have to do? Uh, you can hit me on the phone. You can hit me on Instagram, DM, email me, go to my website, uh, Okay. Drop, you that, drop your website. Drop your website. If you want to come and find me somewhere, you know, I'm real. <laughs> you know, especially now. Uh, right. Instagram is DJ Mile High underscore. You can find me on there. Uh, Twitter, DJ Mile High. Uh, Facebook, DJ Mile High. You better be uh, a brand. That's what I'm saying. Um, my website, DJ We always live recapping everything. Go find me on there. Uh, you know, just search for me, man. DJ Mile High, I'm outside, man. I'm not hard to find. If y'all want to come and book me, man, just just hit the line. Bet. I love it. Thank you so much for coming through. I really appreciate it. Man, I appreciate you, man, and this platform, man. You keep doing your thing for people out here with this, man. For real. Thank you. Thank you. All right, y'all. We'll be right back. 
Woo child. Quarantine still going on, honey. And guess what? Those kids still getting on your nerves, child. So why not take yourself on over to funcubed.com and order you and those kids a fun yet educational activity to do while you're still in quarantine. Listen, I understand. The world is slowly opening back up. But it's not all the way open yet. And those kids still need to learn stuff through the summer and still need to keep busy. So go ahead, go to funcubed.com and tell them Cubana sent you. Yo, shout out to DJ Mile High for coming through the podcast. Y'all know how I feel about black entrepreneurship and just black folks in business in general. So shout out to DJ Mile High for doing the damn thing, okay? Um, I love my broadcasters, okay? And knowing that DJ Mile High went to school for broadcasting just shows you how broad of a major that can be for anybody in school. I was a broadcast major. Look what I'm doing, okay? <laughs> but you already know what time it is. It's time for Hot Topics, child. Woo, child. Listen, if it ain't one thing, it's another with this goddamn B. Simone, child. Now, B. Simone, last week was a was trending because you know she said that she ain't want to date no nigga with a nine to five which hey i'm all for honey do what you want to do as long as it makes you happy who gives a damn that's just how i feel i don't feel like she bashed anybody who had a nine to five so i'm not sure why people were so upset with her however honey this week <laughs> baby girl is um trending because she sourced out, she outsourced the writer of her book. So she technically had a ghost writer for her book, Manifestation or Manifest. And that person may have plagiarized the damn book, like multiple pages of the book. So people kind of like going in on her. And I don't agree with a lot of the memes. I actually feel like they childish and made by some bitter nigga who mad because they ain't gonna never get a chance. But whatever. Um, you cannot be mad at B. Simone for not wanting to date a nigga with nine to five and then turn around and say that the reason that she is being sued currently or, you know, have these legal proceedings currently is because she wasn't with someone who was, um, who had a nine to five. That shit don't even make sense. Listen, she, she has taken a stance on it. She made a public comment. Actually... Here's the public comment. I'm going to let y'all listen to it. You tell me what you think. Okay. Hey, you guys. It's B. Simone. Y'all know me. I have been vulnerable, real, transparent, honest throughout my whole career. And this moment isn't any different. I want to make a quick short video and address all of the accusations surrounding my book. But because it is now a legal matter, I can only say so much. But... I wouldn't be me and I wouldn't feel right if I didn't say anything at all. So that's what I'm doing. I had a vision to create a book for young women to change their mindset and to manifest because that is how I feel like I became successful in life. That is my truth. That's what I know about. So that's what I wanted to teach young women, manifestation. I wanted to tell them my story, right? I've never written a book. 
I've never been an author. So as an influencer, as a creative, as an entrepreneur, me and my team outsourced. We hired a team that we trusted, that we thought could bring my vision to life. And they did a lot of things without my knowledge. A lot of things without my knowledge. And I am here to fix it. I'm here to fix it. I've reached out to every creative involved, every female involved to fix this issue. And even though I feel like the people I hired in my team dropped the ball, I'm taking full accountability because at the end of the day, I'm the leader, I'm the CEO, I'm the coach. So, you know, it's my brand. I take full accountability, even though I did not know. I'm here to fix it. I'm here to speak about it. I'm not gonna run from this. I'm gonna face it head on. Um, you know, I'm learning, I'm growing every single day, every single day. My business mind, it's growing every day. The way I do business is growing every day. This is, I take this as a learning experience, you know. The books have been taken down. We're stopping all sales until this matter is black and white, clear as day. I don't want any gray area. Um, and I thank y'all for rocking with me. I thank y'all for supporting me. Once again, I take full accountability, even though I did not know. Because why? I am the face of the brand. I am the brand. I am the coach. Even if the player fucks up, I'm the coach. So I wanted to speak on this, let you know I'm, I'm in the business of fixing it. And Listen, she ain't know. That's what she's saying. She's saying she don't know. Um, it's not much she can really talk about once it hits, you know, the books as a as a as an actual lawsuit. So we're just gonna watch this and see how it play out, child. But be Simone, honey. I hope that you get on the right track with your stuff. Cause at the end of the day, guess what, y'all? She's still a millionaire. And she was a millionaire before she sold the book. So she stopped producing the book and she stopped selling it. And so it just is what it is at this point, and we'll just see what happens. Okay, so good luck, be Simone, honey. Good motherfucking luck. Now, in um, black news, because we just can't live life without black news. We just can't live life without black news. So, in black news, the newest hashtag, unfortunately, is Rayshard Brooks. Um, the Atlanta native, the Atlanta native, who, who fell asleep in his car. It, he appeared to be intoxicated. He fell asleep. People were trying to wake him up. They couldn't wake him up. Um, so Wendy's called the police because he was blocking a drive-through line. Um, however, what happened was when the police got there, they unlocked, you know, they they woke him up. They got him there. They did a they did the sobriety test, and it came back that he was legally intoxicated. This escalated fairly quickly. It went from him being legally intoxicated to him being shot in the back um, as he was running away from police. Um, now, I do want to clear some things up because people are like, oh, you know, he was unarmed and he, you know, it, it's, it's just a lot. So I do want to get to some things. One thing is that yes, he was technically unarmed. Uh, in the midst of everything that was going on, and I'm not sure how it escalated so quickly, and I refuse to um, pull the audio for this because it was just too much. I actually didn't even, I couldn't even watch past 
past a lot of it um i had to like watch it in clips because it was just too much for me as i told y'all last week i can't watch those videos and i i just i just can't but he tussled with the officers when they were arresting him for being intoxicated and then he took off running he snatched the um what is it y'all the um the taser the gun he, he snatched it from him. He took off running with it. When he turned back around while he was running, he aimed this taser at the officer. And from there, it, he lost his life. Um, with that being said, the officer was fired. The mayor of Atlanta, you know, wanted him fired. He was fired. The chief police officer resigned. Um, there's a lot going on in the country right now. And so I feel like cops have been second guessing their, um, actions and how they decided to move forward with things. But this one really, this one really was weird. And I, and I see a lot of people are split down the middle on social media, both black and white regarding what should have happened. And so I'm going to give my opinion on this. The officers who were arresting this man. I completely understand that in the heat of the moment, sometimes things get away from you. But I do not believe that this man needed to lose his life for being intoxicated and falling asleep in his car. Um, I don't believe that. I don't think it was necessary at all. I do think there were other measures to go about ensuring that this man um, kept his life and still apprehended him. Okay? So, I do... I do get that there are some point of views as to like when should deadly force been used and you know blah blah blah. But I do feel like that's at the discretion of the police officer in question. Um, I still at any time do not think that someone should lose their life over a simple arrest or a simple um, a simple citation. I don't think that that's necessary. And in this instance, I feel that they had all other ways to go about it. For example, you had already pulled him over. You had his car. You had his license. You had, you know, who he was, where he lived. You had everything you needed to apprehend him at a later date for resisting arrest. You had other ways to go about arresting him. So I'm unsure as to how and why. Shooting this man in the back while he's running away was the answer to this to this problem, was the solution. I don't get it. I don't think I ever will get it. And to be honest, I'm scared in this day and age. As I've told you guys multiple times, I have a son and I, I get scared. I get scared at the fact that in a mere six years, he will be driving. Will he get pulled over? Maybe. I did. I got pulled over. And I got harassed by white cops. Um, I've had my friends with me in the car when we got pulled over and the black men in the car were harassed. I think this is an issue. This is an a, a epidemic that we really need to get under control. So I do want to say shout out to the governors and shout out to the senators who are trying to make a change within the police, the policing of, of how black people are policed. Um, but I think we've only scratched the surface. And so to those people who are protesting and those who have voices, don't let up. Don't let up just yet. Okay. It ain't over, child. Also with that story, um, the DA is charging that officer, um, uh, with felony murder and death penalty is on the table because this, even though this happened in Atlanta, 
um, the city of Atlanta, the state of Georgia does have the death penalty. So this is going to be interesting to watch it unfold, okay? So my prayers to the family of Rayshard Brooks because I can't, I can't even figure out, um, I can't even see how that even works. Now, who shall? Being black and supporting black makes you lose business, okay? So apparently a wedding photographer, um, a wedding photographer had decided that they were going to support the Black Lives Matter movement. If you don't know, the movement is so real, okay? The movement is real, child. And so with this movement, um, people have been definitely very vocal, more vocal than they probably would have been in the past on social media. Well, this bride decided that she was going to cancel the wedding photographer because of the Black Lives Matter post, and it backfired. So... She reached out to her wedding photographer and pretty much was like, hey, listen, I don't want to book you anymore. I want to cancel my contract. I want my deposit back because you've been very vocal about supporting Black Lives Matter. And I don't agree with you. And so since that's your stance, I'm going to go ahead and pull out of this contract. The gag is she signed a contract. And what that contract say? That if you cancel... Your deposit is non-refundable, okay? And the wedding photographer pretty much, very, very much so professional in her response. Letting this bride know, I apologize that you do not um, agree with my stance. I am very vocal about what I believe. However, you signed a contract and in your contract, it states that you, if you decide to cancel me as your wedding photographer, your deposit is non-refundable. Thank you for your donation to the Black Lives Matter movement. If that ain't the best motherfucking clap back, child, come on. Listen, y'all gonna learn. We People don't have to agree with each other, okay? No one has to agree with you, Karen. Don't nobody gotta agree with you. But what we can do is we can hit you with this, with these facts. And the fact of the matter is, you ain't getting your money back. Bet you think about that again, huh? Bet you think about that again. Um, whoo Listen, in, um, in a Making America Great Again news, President Trump allegedly states that he believes that America wants him more than two terms. Who? 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 Who said that? Because I'm gonna tell you this much, it's some Republicans that don't want your ass. So I'm not exactly sure who who told you this, where you got that from, why you think that's accurate. It's not. Um, try again, Trump. Try the fuck again. I don't waste too much time on him on my show because you know I just ain't got time. I'm too pro-black for the foolishness, child. And I've been there whooped his ass before I know it. What child? So I'm not sure if some of you all watch the TI and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle. You know, the show that come on VH1. And it kind of follows like Monica, um, Deja, Tiny. It follows all of them because they all like a real, they're actually really close, really cool people, Latoya Lucky, all of them. So, um, I know y'all remember, I know y'all remember back in November when T.I. went like viral for how he gets his daughter's hymen checked every year to ensure that she's a virgin. 
listen, I, I talked about this on a different podcast, but I just definitely want to say here now. I think that there are some things that a mother should handle with her daughter, and there are some things that a father should handle with their son. And I and I stick by that because I think that people be like, oh, we don't have gender roles. So uh, unfortunately, some shit requires gender roles, and this is one of them. Okay, when she's going to the gynecologist, she don't need her daddy there checking her fucking hymen. What you gonna do if she ain't a virgin? Huh? 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 What the fuck you gonna do if she fucking? You can't do shit about it. What you gonna lock her in her room? At the end of the day, when she's ready to have sex, she's gonna have sex. And Another thing is a hymen can be broken in so many different fucking ways. You can get your hymen broken by putting a tampon incorrectly. You can get your hymen broken by riding a fucking horse. You can be riding a bike. You can get into a car accident. I mean, there are so many different ways that this shit can happen. Yeah, here your ass come, T.I., with this shit. And I done got mad all over again because with T.I., I feel like he's definitely a chauvinist. And people just kind of like brush him off because he sounds educated when he speaks. But he's actually a fucking dumbass. And so, any hither on the most recent episode of um on the most recent episode of Ti and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle. That's a long ass title. But anyway, on the most recent episode, um, you know, Deja actually talks about talks about how she felt regarding him making that public statement and putting her business out on the front street. And she talks about this and she says things of like, you know, I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see that I've been tagged in a post. Um, she said the only word that I saw was gynecologist and I didn't even need to read the whole title because I just knew and my heart sank. Which means that you embarrassed her. You put her on front street. You made it seem as if like you didn't give a damn about her feelings. And I feel bad for her. I still feel bad for her. Um, this happened last November. And I feel like people kind of just let it go. And a lot of men was like, oh, if you know, if he didn't care about his daughter, y'all would be mad. Like, that's dumb. It doesn't, it, those two things don't equate. And so I really hope that they have reconciled their relationship because I know that they're, they, um, you know, she, I know that they have been having a struggle with it because she was definitely embarrassed. Um, you know, she says that. She says, opening, she's opening up about the embarrassment of, of such an intimate topic of being you know, being the discuss being trending. It's the discussion of topics, the topic of discussion, and it's trending. That's an issue for an 18-year-old girl who's away at college who probably don't want people to know she's a virgin. Not saying that it's the thing that you should be ashamed of, but that's your business. So whether or not you want to tell people it should be up to you. So, you know, y'all need to go watch that episode because that was something else, honey. So, you know. The last thing I want to talk about is the Supreme Court ruled that you cannot fight a motherfucker just because they gay. Okay? Listen, that's the end. That's the all. I'm not sure why you want to fire somebody because of who they got. They got damn bad. Um, that shit is weird. But that's all your girl got for you today. So make sure you follow me on all social media platforms. Cubana Kiss on everything. Cubana Kiss on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay? Make sure you follow me so you don't miss out on these podcasts. Until then, y'all, bye. The gift, the gift, it was.